Hello, aspiring pro cheerleader, former pro cheerleader, current pro cheerleader or dancer. Welcome to the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Neely, and today I want to get into how the Barbie movie kind of replicates some of the themes that you see in the pro dance and cheer world. I want to give you a fair warning. I'm not going to expose everything that happens in the movie, but if you haven't seen the movie, then you might want to save this episode until after you see it. But as we all know, Barbie was like the craze of the summer and it was everywhere you went. I will say that the marketing team did a so like did a superb job on marketing Barbie. Even one time I looked into Google, I typed in Barbie into Google and everything turned pink. I was like, whoever the marketing team was, I hope they got a raise or something because they definitely deserved it. Or they got some of the proceeds of the billion dollars that this movie had made. But I want to talk about the commonalities between some of the themes of the movie and pro- the pro dance world and I want to start by saying why I went to see it so I'm sure as many of you are like many of you probably have grown up playing with Barbies or know of a friend or somebody that has had a Barbie or played with them and it's a worldwide doll And it's definitely recognizable among people of all ages, races, and it's not even that old. I think Barbie is about like 60-something years old, something like that. But anyway, um, I went to see it because I had that nostalgia of when I was a little girl playing with Barbies and doing her hair and just putting myself in the life of the Barbie doll and making my Barbie do whatever I wanted her to do. Now I'm going to say this movie had me bawling, but it also had me laughing. And if you see anything, if you've seen anything about this um, movie on social media, you've probably seen how it's not probably what you would expect from a Barbie movie. It's definitely deeper than what a kid could understand. So it was definitely for the women who grew up playing Barbies. And as I reflected on the movie, I thought about this very particular scene towards the end that I had been waiting to see because I kept seeing some of the clips on social media or online. And it's it's a scene that I had been waiting for. And I knew during that scene, I would probably start crying or something but it did exactly what I thought it would do. It's uh, when America Ferreira's character had a monologue about how difficult it is to be a woman and the contradictions of being a woman and what that means in 2023. And it was incredible. I cried during that part because it was just so moving and I could relate as many other women can relate the double standards for women in society are so real 
and seeing it in this movie about a doll who literally represents beauty and grace and quite plainly perfection was so powerful and not expected. I kind of wish I was one of the first people that saw the movie because I wouldn't have had any reference point of, you know, people reviewing it already and saying how it's not what you expected. But that that particular part, I'm going to get into some of the things that was said in that monologue. Or actually, I might say the whole monologue, read the whole monologue. Um, but it it just goes into so many different contradictions and oxymorons and exaggerations and things that can be related to how we feel as pro dancers and just dancers in general. We, I will say in America, admire perfection so much in this society. We strive for for perfection. We are grown up to be perfect, to get straight A's, to be the first to do things, to be the best, to be perfect. And it can be exhausting, especially as a woman, because as a woman, you have so many other things going on. And I'm sure men have these these problems as well, but it's definitely different for women. Is the the difference in the problems is just different, basically. So I'm going to go through the monologue and then I'll talk about at, on the other side how how this kind of relates to pro cheer and being perfect in the pro cheer and dance world. So this point comes in in the movie where uh, Barbie is overwhelmed because she's her Barbie land has been taken over by Kingdom and Ken has basically take do- took over the Barbie land and she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to control it and things have just gotten out of control. So and she's she's visited the real world and she saw how the real world wasn't like Barbie land and it was basically men rule the world and in Barbie land women rule the world so it was just in back in kin, kingdom kingdom Ken brought you know men ruling the world from the from the real world to king kingdom so here it is America is trying to, America Ferrer's character is trying to console Barbie. And she says, it is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart. And it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. You can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy but also you have to be thin you have to have money but you can't ask for money because that's crass you have to be a boss but you can't be mean you have to lead but you can't squash other people's ideas you're supposed to love being a mother but don't talk about how don't talk about your kids all the damn time you have to be a career woman but also always be looking out for other people you have to answer for men's bad behavior which is insane but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them 
too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. Yeah, there's a lot said in there and a lot to unpack, as a therapist would say. But there are a few things I want to touch on. So one of the things is she says you have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. So as we can all kind of imagine, the pro cheer and dance world used to be very, very strict about weight and being thin in your uniform. And I I know some teams you would have to have a weight requirement or a weight range and you couldn't be with you couldn't get out of that weight range it was very strict and there are a lot of body image issues and i'm sure there are still body image issues today and there i'm sure there were some women who maybe went through anorexia because they were trying to meet those requirements for their weight and with that physical harm to your body not only with anorexia, but bulimia, not eating. I would talk to women who wouldn't eat before games. I'm just like, how could you possibly not eat before a game? You pass out. And they said they just wouldn't because they wanted to be, they wanted to look good in uniform. And so that's dangerous physically, but also mentally. You're punishing yourself to look good for your job for who you know and I would even talk to women who would be on a team and they'd say that okay yeah the coach said that I need to lose weight and then this literally I literally heard this story not too long ago and she would lose weight and then she would bring she would be too thin so the coach would say hey you have to gain a little bit more weight you're too thin and it's like what do you want from her it's like how how what is the perfect body type that you want me to be and that can be exhausting exhausting for your body image and it can be damaging for you for the rest of your life Even after you go through major changes in your life, like having a baby and what that does to your body image. And so I think that line in particular, it's it's just draining <laughs> to have to think about if you're going to eat today, if you can enjoy your life and not get fired from a job. And that's some of the dark sides of being a pro dancer. And I, I think a lot of teams have done a really, really good job of balancing wellness and being healthy and fit instead of just being thin and using these really harmful tactics like jumping to see if you jiggle or getting on a weight scale and having a, a range for your weight every time you go to practice or just crazy things that people would say like coaches and staff would say to you on your your body image and it's like where does that come from 
it comes from the patriarchy it comes from toxic masculinity saying that to be beautiful you have to be thin and it's tiring and a lot of times I think back to those situations and I'm like a lot of the women and the coaches they were in the shoes of those women that were on the teams and they had to have known how damaging that could be but sometimes it's not even their fault sometimes they are getting pressure from the top and you know who usually and normally are at the top it's men (laughs) men are telling them hey to keep this image we need our women to be stick figures I'm just saying that they probably don't say that but like that is in my mind what is being portrayed and I don't want this to come off as hey men suck (laughs) I don't think that at all and I don't want anybody to think that that's what I think I love men I feel like our society cannot function without men I think men and women make society function but it's always a balance and I think this this whole movie kind of portrays how if you have way more masculinity or way more femininity than the other then it's not good at all you can't have more than one you have to balance the two and work together so that's the first commonality that I found when it comes to being a pro cheerleader we are so so hard on ourselves because of the patriarchy when it comes to when it comes to our body image and once we think about that once we recognize hey this is my unconscious mind saying that I don't look good because somebody way way long ago who is a man decided that this is what beauty means and this is what looks good and this is what is acceptable when you are perfect just the way you are I will say that being I do have a stance on being a pro cheerleader you do you do have to meet a certain standard like a athlete from any sport so yes you should be able to feel and look your best in the uniform and that means staying on top of workouts being fit and healthy you don't have to be a stick figure, but to meet the standard of a pro cheerleader and to actually do the job, yes, it is definitely a good thing to want to feel fit and want to be healthy and look good and feel good in your uniform. And that looks different for everybody. The next thing that I feel from this monologue has a similarity to the pro cheer and dance world is you're supposed to stay pretty for men but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood now this kind of goes along with the maybe not but I was gonna say it goes along with the, the body image thing but 
when you are approaching your leader and you're doing these appearances and you have, let's say, you know, maybe a man who has drank too much and he sees a pretty woman in a uniform with a half top and a skirt. He's like, oh, these these women are here for me. You know, this is just hypothetical. But it's kind of like you can't be too much. You know, you can't. You want to be you want to look your best. You want to put on your your game day makeup and you want to do your hair. But. If that man decides that he wants to that day slip his hand, you know, maybe he does it purposely down towards your your hips or your your butt, then you should not feel like that was your fault because you were simply doing your job. And I feel like in the patriarchy, it can be it can be seen as okay to do that because hey she should have been covered up and that's not not just in the pro cheer world that's just in that's just rape culture in general and the me too movement just because you want to dress a certain way and i'm taking i'm taking it out of the pro cheer and dance world just because you want to wear a crop top and some jeans that is your choice. Now, of course, if you're on a team, then you have to be a little bit more mindful of what you're wearing because you are representing the team even outside of being on a team. And that's just a whole different story. But I think it's just, it has a lot to say. I mean, it is a lot to kind of unpack how you have to stay pretty and be pretty for men, but you can't be too pretty to tempt them. And you can't, seem like you're threatening other women because it's not because all women are supposed to stick together and not compete and so there's just a bunch of these contradictions I feel like if you watch the movie you can relate to just as a woman even if you're listening listening to this and you're like uh I'm not interested in trying out for a team or I've been there done that you can still relate to it And I could go on and on about so many other themes that relate to pro cheer, but it it is exhausting. And then during the audition process, of course you want to be perfect. Of course you want to put out your best, your best work, put your best foot forward. And it's, it's not easy because you're always being judged and you always kind of feel like you're being judged. So the biggest lesson that I got from this movie and that I want to share with you today is that no one can mold you into the person they want you to be. Not your boss, not your coach. You have to do that for yourself. You have to find your own way. You aren't supposed to be anything but the person that you want to be. And you are responsible for your life. You are responsible for being that person by putting in habits for yourself, by doing things consistently on a day-to-day basis. Because what you do determines who you are. 
And it's hard. I know it's hard. We are always trying to balance being who we are with the ideals of the patriarchy that's etched in our minds to the point that we don't even know that we're following it. It's subconscious. But as long as you recognize that, it can be very empowering for your next step forward. So take that. Go watch the Barbie movie if you haven't already. I'm going to see it again. Because I laughed, I cried, and I got a good message. And I hope that you will do the same and that this can help you on your journey to making the team that you want or gaining the confidence that you want, whatever your goal is in this season. I hope that this helps you in some way. F the patriarchy. Let's start standing in our power by determining who we are as individuals. All right, I I love you and I hope that you have a great day. And I'll see you on another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Imperfect Cheerleader podcast. Taking the time to listen while you're busy with all of life's responsibilities means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, here are a few ways you can support ICP. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you always get newly released episodes and never miss them. Number two, take a screenshot of the episode you listened to and tag at the professional cheerleader on Instagram. We love to repost your tags and shout you out in our stories. Number three, write a review. This is the best way to show your support for the podcast and helps us bring on even better guests, interviews, and topics. I hope you have a wonderful day, morning, or night, wherever you may be, and are continuing to work towards your goals of becoming a professional cheerleader, dancer, or just someone who loves to move. I'll see you later on another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Remember, stay frosty, friends. Toodles for now.